to get rid of those pesky ads, request stories, listen to unlisted and bonus episodes, and to chat with the gang, support us by clicking the description link. This is going to be an older story, and this is very interesting. You guys are going to love this. I don't think you've heard of this before, but we're actually going to talk about a missing person Ooh. who was later found, and we're going to December 8th, 1954. So this is where we're going, and this is a missing person's case, but it has been solved. I don't want to you know keep you guys in suspense but this is where we're going to tonight pine grove in wisconsin mm. this is a tiny little town tiny little town right here and this is the exact spot where this person went missing and it's no longer there now but there was a tavern here and oh. this is in 1954 i think let me see i think it's 1954 there's 1954 that might even be something right there it looks might maybe like a little book library or a Blessings box. That's no, that's a memorial. Oh. Th there's nothing. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's definitely the memorial for it. So the tavern was right here because check it out. There's that's I mean, that could be a book box, but there's nothing on this fucking road. Mm. Like this is fucking dirt, Wisconsin. Why would you have a tavern in the middle of nowhere for the people that live Why in the middle? Not? Of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, where are we at? <laughs> we're, we're, we're not in the middle of nowhere. We're in the middle of somewhere. We are in the middle of somewhere. So I mean, I still can't believe I left my chicken out. You left your chicken out. Why? Why I didn't mean that? to. I like, I I stopped when I got in from the house, and I just realized this like when I got here, and because I still have Benny the cat. Oh, so I had to get him food. I ran out of food, so I was I was like, oh, let me just feed Benny, and then I like sat down and was watching Kunk on Earth and didn't unpack your groceries. Unpack my groceries, but I mean, most of it was vegetables. There are I got like two chicken breasts and some ground chicken, so it's not like. An exorbitant amount of money or anything but I, it should be fine yeah it'll be fine i'll just get sick at work it's fine then i'll just have to go home all right today for this episode we're doing a missing persons case okay this is extremely interesting we're going to try to figure out who actually abducted this person Oh, the body was found, but I'm not saying that the person or persons responsible was arrested because this is a very, very weird case. All right. But we're going to December 8th, 1954, Pine Grove, Wisconsin, and a Seymour. But. <laughs> you weren't sure if I was going to say it or if you were going to get the chance to say it. I know he did pause. He, just he was forming a bee. He was forming a bee with his mouth and I was like does he want us to say it or is he gonna say it is there a butt here <laughs> see more butts <laughs> Moe's Tavern <laughs> maybe that was the name of the tavern I mean the t well the, it wasn't the name of the tavern now Seymour oh. Lester was a neighbor and a local farmer and a tavern patron mm. at this little tavern that was right there now he walks into this tavern on December 8th 1954 now the timeline here is crucial because the abduction of this woman happens within minutes and i'll further refine the timeline here in a second but when he walks in the tavern was silent and empty mm. now he walks in at exactly 5 15 p.m all right it's empty usually the the bar owner is there but she's nowhere to be found so he gets this weird vibe something's wrong it's very quiet and the door's unlocked which that is in itself self peculiar, mm -hmm. peculiar. Why, she keeps the door locked or yeah when she's it... not when she's not there 
Oh, okay, I get it. But maybe like, does it usually open around five fifteen? No, no. In fact, as we'll talk about it, it's open like all day. She basically lives there, you know, because there were there were lunch patrons that were there. And these are all local farmers and handymen. They get there and they just drink as much as they fucking want. And, you know, that's I mean, this is like Wisconsin life. Mm -hmm. And this isn't really the nicest part of Wisconsin either. Mm -hmm. This is the tavern right here. The crime scene. So what you're seeing now is and this was taken about a couple hours after. But there's an overturned chair. For some reason, it reminds me of the the Bender's house. I don't know why. Like just like the, like the rural because they have a table and chairs. No, like the rural <laughs> because like it's in black and farm. white. Yeah. <laughs> I... <laughs> because it's in the United States. <laughs> I don't fucking know. In the Midwest. <laughs> yeah, all of that. I don't know. It just just kinda, it just does. That's okay? just like what I pictured when I when we were talking about the vendors. So you can see a little blood here. Oh yeah, someone's oh, head got oh, hit. Okay. You can see a little blood here. Oh, is that blood? And here is actually a coffee cup that's overturned. I know it's hard to see, but there's a puddle of coffee behind it. Okay. And uh -huh. on said coffee cup, there was a bloody fingerprint. Mm -hmm. So he walks in there. This Lester guy, Lester the molester, Seymour Lester. What if I wanted to see less Lester? Seymour Lester walks in there, and, and this is a Wednesday. He walks in there at 5.15, and he notices it's completely silent and empty. And then he sees a huge streak of blood that is leading from that chair to outside. And the way he described it was, it was as if the blood was there and then a body was dragged through it. So that's what the streaking mm -hmm. would be. So okay. the blood seemed to already be there and it was a lot of it. It was so much, in fact, that the sheriff, who will later say there's basically no possible way that a human could live. Like, she's dead. She's missing, but she's dead, obviously, because all of her blood is on the floor. Right. He also saw a spent 32 caliber cartridge that was laying on the floor next to the blood. Hmm. The body, which was dragged through, was going to outside and in the, the dirt, which you saw the Google Maps there, Yep. in that little dirt section, which was once a parking lot, there were truck tire marks, and hmm. it seemed like they were speeding out. Hmm. Yeah. Pave paradise and put up a parking lot. So let me tell you about the victim here. This is the victim. Can you describe her? Oh, she looks like a kindly older woman, maybe in her like 60s or 70s, 70s or 80s, between the ages of 63 oh, and, and 84. Jesus Christ. These women would kick you in the nuts if they heard that today. Well, I don't have nuts, is, so that's good. She is 54 years old. But she has a babushka on. She is a, a very heavy drinker and she's German. She could, I could well, see the German. The, the, the drinking make, a lot makes you age faster, you know? So how much do you think she weighs? How tall is she? I mean, she's she's tall. Um, because okay. that depends on how much she weighs. Like, like about if she's tall, is she like two hundred pounds? Yeah, she's over two hundred pounds. Two hundred and thirty okay. pounds. Her name is Mary Hogan. She's the tavern owner. She's German. Mm -hmm. She is over two hundred pounds. Does that right there give you any clues about who? Obviously, it a takes large man, a or very a large man, yeah. yeah, our men would have to drag her through this blood. Did they find any footprints near the dirt with the truck tire? Not that I saw. I combed all the newspapers and everything. I didn't see any where it says about the... All they saw was the truck tires and then the bloody fingerprints. But so... Was she holding a cane, Shram asked? 
I couldn't. T- I no, can't it looked remember like she just picture. had her hand on her side. Okay. No, kind of. I don't know. Weird. Yeah, I'll show you right now. I'm trying to blow it up. Shit. One second. You talking about right here? Oh, oh. Cute little dog. Jen, that dog is dead now. Stop. It's been like. I understand <laughs> that it, it's an we'll age go thing. www.doesthedogdie.com and say, yes, the dog did die. Um, She she could be leading. I, actually, it could be a cane. I don't know. Or maybe she just has her hand like that. It doesn't look it like It looks like it's, she's leaning on something. Okay. I can't, that's not helpful. I'm trying to. <laughs> maybe a chair? <laughs> no. You would see the outline of a chair. And you would see a shadow. You would see a shadow here. Look look at here, Shram. See, all right, this goes straight down. You would see something here. The end of it, right? Um, so I think she's just. like it was fat. He looks like a tall weenie dog that's fat. Well, now he's dead, Jen. Okay. You're talking <laughs> ill of the dead. Stop it, you guys. <laughs> no, there is no cane because look, you, you don't agree. You would see it down here. I mean, it looks like she's oh, le- shit, resting her hand on something now. All right. Whoever did this and we're going to go into her past because mm-hmm. there's some there's some inconsistencies about who she was and who she was working for. Oh, oh, she snap. she was from Chicago and there is a gap in her employment history. Mm, and she did on a tavern, which I mean, it's also if you're going with like the mob things like mm. a lot of mobsters frequented oh taverns. i thought i thought he was gonna go with like before Hitler? she emigrated yeah no but oh. you don't really immigrate no to because Chicago that was before that was because before, before world war ii didn't you say this was in the 50s yeah, yeah but, but she that, was she emigrated i think in the 20s oh, I, i'll oh. get to when she Sorry. emigrated so okay. it was like after world war one but this is what they found in the back of her apartment chocolate chocolate <laughs> This is Hershey's. Yeah. This is $30,000. Oh. Oh. (laughs) For a second, I was like, oh my God, is she she stashing chocolate? (laughs) Because, I mean, (laughs) that's something that we could aspire to do as well. Yeah. I I mean, I also may have some chocolates. You have some chocolate shit? You have a chocolate stash? No. Give me. No, I don't. All right. This is what was discovered in the back of her tavern all these boxes now this was hers the stack of money more than three thousand dollars which in today's inflationary currency is over thirty thousand dollars whoa she had thirty thousand dollars stashed in hershey boxes Mm. and all we have and we don't even have the hershey's stacked in our boxes damn no so who is this woman number one you know, that's a good question. Sheriff Harold S. Thompson said the money was found in cigar boxes, plastic bags and purses scattered among candy and other supplies in the rear room. Included were coins ranging from pennies to silver dollars and several hundred dollars in small bills. The coins were loose in boxes and wrapped some in printed wrappers and some in strips of blank paper. Two weeks before this disappearance, she deposited $1,500 at a local bank. And also, they didn't disclose the amount, but she had a sizable amount of money at her home. In fact, it says a, quote, considerable sum. Hmm. 
Hmm. And the sheriff believes that $30,000, the $3,000 that was in the back room was the, was what the robbers didn't see. So they made it, it sound was in like, boxes. they made it sound like the register was cleaned. All right. Mm. Did she have a safe or was just stored in Hershey boxes in the back room? Hershey safe. <laughs> That's it. You know, I mean, she had a, a large wealth nest egg in her bank, which where does that go? If you don't have any relatives, it just goes to the state. Um, If you don't have a will, I mean, they have like, I don't know. That's a good question. You know what? Everyone, I want you to do this. If you don't have a will or anything, just quickly type up something that says, if you die, I want, you want all your money shoved in your casket and you want to die with all your money. (laughs) Jesus. Sure. (laughs) Well, I like Shram's point. You're going to hide your money in chocolate boxes and think I won't find it. (laughs) When I was in college, I took a Thanatology class and our our professor was... You took a Scientology class? Thanatology class. And, um, which is the study of death and dying. And he oh, that's encur- a study. Holy shit. Yeah. And he, um, and he encouraged us as college undergraduates to create a will. I have it yet is, to do that. Yeah, me too, honestly. But I kind of feel like now that I'm like, would you put me in it? Yeah. Well, I, you should probably at least have something. Get to it. <laughs> yeah. No shit, dude. Yeah, what I the mean, fuck? If you die on the way out of here, I at least want something. Oh, well, you can have Murphy. All right. I don't want that fucking dog. <laughs> I know that he's joking, just but he's because, not joking. Just because he's such a good boy. I don't know why you hate Murphy. I don't hate him. You I just do. You don't like Murphy. Think I don't he should understand. run free. That get is hit by a not car. nice, knowing what we went through. <laughs> that is not nice. That's not nice. I don't understand. He's the sweetest boy. He's a good boy. He's very sweet. Uh, he's a boy. Two weeks before Mary Hogan disappeared, she deposited $1,500 in the local bank. And she had a large sum saved up. She was rich, okay? Definitely wealthy. Especially yes. in this little area of Pine Grove, which is a very tiny town. She was rich. So the thought was that she disappeared between 440 and 515 on December 8th. That was a Wednesday. And Lester found the blood at 515. However, that timeline was then redefined to a little after 440 p.m. Because that's when her patrons left. Okay. So they left right around 440, 445. So that's not a long and then, amount of time. No, it's 20 minutes, basically, I think. And then 5.15, Lester comes in there. So that's only 20 minutes. So to drag a German 200-pound lady who is dead because she died at the coffee table with that one bullet, to drag her, mm-hmm. you would at least need, I would believe, two men or at least, you know, one big burly guy like myself. Mm-hmm. But even then, I'm thinking like 200 pounds, to drag dead weight 200 pounds, that dude, that's a fucking t- Task. Yeah, it must be what that guy with the world's biggest penis feels like. <laughs> well, he could use that as a hitch and just. <laughs> so he did that like by weights and stuff. I believe that's called jelking. Why is there a name for that? <sighs> I don't know. I don't even want to go there, honestly. I really don't. Yeah, me neither. I am going to probably order them weights, though. (laughs) Circle weights? There was an overturned chair. Coffee cup spilled. The coffee was spilled onto a novel she was reading while she was sipping coffee, so she didn't even know it was coming. What was she reading? Porn. (laughs) We don't know. 
Hey, you like what you like. Sheriff Thompson said that with the amount of blood loss, it, quote, precludes the possibility of her still being alive. Some neighbors saw a 1959 green Dodge truck speeding away that same that same day. And like I said, there was a 32 caliber spent cartridge. Mm. So who is she? And why did she got all this money? Yeah. Because everyone else in town is fucking broke. I can promise you that. She was born in Germany. 1901 is Mary Curran. She was married October 4th, 1920, but she deserted the guy. Oh. Just said, you know what? You don't satisfy me. I saw this dude with his huge old dong. (laughs) That guy. Now, he, I mean, even though he passes out when he gets a boner. Because all the blood flows from his head to his other head. (laughs) To his other head. So we know she was married at one point. She immigrated here. She This was in Chicago. And then there's a blank spot between 1920 and 1935. A complete blank spot. Hmm. Like no employment, nothing. Hmm. Now, that is where people focus on. Some of her contacts that when when they were contacted to, to try to solve the, the disappearance and murder were of the uh, mobster type. The Chicago mobs. Okay. So although there weren't no snitches because them Bitches will get stitches. It is strongly believed that Mary Hogan was a big city madam mm. in Chicago. She then married a guy named Louis Peck in 1935. But this is also weird because this this marriage, she didn't take the name Peck. She took the name Hogan, which makes me think she was trying to do a little switcheroo. Like, who the fuck is Hogan? She just made that shit up. What was the name of the first husband? So was she running from something then? But- Hogan is an Irish name. I was, yeah, I was kind of wondering, like, was she, was she trying to... Oh, that's a good point. With the, What was she trying to change her identity to? All right, here we go. Mary Kern was married in on April 4th, 1920 at Springfield, Illinois to Joseph Medved, mm. who was a minor. Right, Nicole? That means he's underage. <laughs> <laughs> I believe the spelling is different. She deserted him on March 1st because, oh, yeah, because he had a tiny penis. Says <laughs> right there. If you okay, Nicole. Now, if if you if if like your one true love happened to be that guy with the giant penis, like would you would you pursue? Would you continue, or would you just be like, that's too much for me, bro? What do you mean? Because like it's just there's, it's too much. Yes, it's no. She, I'll just buy her some goggles in case you know it hits the eye or something. Oh, <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> it's not too much. You can twist it and fold it up any way you want, you know, and just no. do like just the tip. But if the tip is like this big, like well, yeah, it's just not happening. That's like that's too much. No, no, it ain't happening. We don't know exactly who she was, but we do know she was rich. We do know that she was poor at one point, dating an under or married to an underage minor, mm-hmm. <laughs> a coal miner. But that's fine. She was poor, married to a minor, and then within fifteen years, she gets rich. She marries a guy named Peck. Er, she married. <laughs> <laughs> she marries a guy named was he a junior <laughs> she marries a guy named peck but instead of taking the name peck she changes it to hogan which no one knows why that is i know why that is is because she was trying to run away from her mob ties obviously mm. and you're rich you were in the mob you can't just be like all right i did uh I, you know i had tenure at the mob i did i did uh 15 years i think it's time for to 
retire. Mob life, motherfucker. You in the mob for good. Yeah. You know? So if you want to get out of the mob, the best way to do it is to marry some loser and then... Change your name. Change your name to someone else and then just say, see you later, you know? One way to do it. Her next record after that marriage in 1935 was in 1949. So another huge gap. Mm. That is where she is granted a tavern license for the name Mary Hogan and opens Mary Hogan's Tavern in Pine Grove in the middle of fucking nowhere where no one could find her except some little farmers and some handymen. Handymen. So. AKA mobsters. So where are you at now? Did someone from the mob come to find her? That's what I'm thinking. Now, we see her again after her disappearance in 1954 in 1957 when her body was found. And there is a photo if y'all want to see it. I mean, I suppose. Seen worse. Okay. So when I say her body was found, I, I really just mean her head. Oh, damn. So that's her head. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> was not expecting <laughs> that. Like, where was this? In the tavern? So, that is her head. That's a nicely made box, too. Yeah. It looks like it was made just for it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I've been interested in woodwork lately, and this... <laughs> that that should be concerning to you. It's gonna have my... Your head, head mounted. Like, uh, take a look inside. It's a head in a box. All right. So this is where she was found right here in uh, in this house. house. And, Whose house is that? And the uh, sheriff came out. This was in 1957. He said, quote, we have found the face and head of Mary Hogan among the objects in Eddie Gein's farmhouse. <laughs> Jesus. So Eddie Gein, they killed her. Oh, wow. <laughs> Jesus. You didn't know that? I feel like you knew that. <laughs> well presented. Yeah. I was going to ask if this was related to Ed Gein. <laughs> yeah. But. So, so Plainfield is right down the road from, I actually accidentally said Plainfield at one point. One I of, didn't catch it. One of the local farmers in Elmo Uick would tease Gein all the time. And we're going to talk about Edward Gein, obviously, a lot, because I love that story. But he says, quote, when he was talking to Eddie, Eddie, you, you, if you had spent more time courting Mary, she'd be cooking for you right now instead of being missing. And then Eddie rolled his eyes and said, she's not missing. She's down at the house right now. Now, this is two years before they found her head. <laughs> so, wow. Damn. That's fucking Eddie. Oh my gosh! I like that you say it like you like you're just like oh Eddie like yeah. he's an old he's friend at this point. So you're you've just made Natasha's day that you were covering this again because she has oh, wanted really? you to redo the do the um, Ed Gein podcast. Yeah, I'm gonna I've been focusing on this, so I want to start with that one because I mean I know you probably knew what that what, what I was getting to. No, no, I really d didn't see that coming. Oh really? Yeah. You made it seem like it was a whole nother game. You did. <laughs> yep. Brittany said, no, I did not see that coming. <laughs> it was great. So this is where the tavern was. And then if you zoom out, you can uh, easily see Plainfield. Oh, right there. Plainfield, ah. Wisconsin is where Eddie is. Uh, that's where he's from. So he drove about seven miles to get to her tavern. And I, mean, I didn't even pick that up either when you were like a green Dodge truck. Nope. Yeah. I mean, it was his truck. Yeah. But, but so I'm going to get all into Eddie Gein if you guys want another time. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Part one. Okay. Well, I hope you guys like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, 
until next time, good night to you lovely, lovely people.